Welcome to Stone and Sober. We're here today with Mitchell Gerber, who is talking to us today from Vietnam. He has been on an alternative media show such as Infowars, the Jesse Lee Peterson podcast, and African Diaspora News. Today he is here to discuss with us humanitarian activist work, specifically centered around the actions of the CCP, the Chinese Communist Party, and their actions towards organ harvesting. Pleasure to have you on. Thanks for coming on, Mitch. You too. So just to start off with, just um, briefly, can you give us and our listeners uh, an introduction to you know, uh, your work, what you do, and just your general experiences um, in this field of research? No, absolutely, guys. Um, well, 20 years on the front lines investigating this new form of evil, literally, where the Chinese Communist Party which I think the world has become very familiar with nowadays uh, after the, the, the virus uh, from China and being in the news a lot. The CCP is the number one reign of terror in this world, confirmed by the number of deaths that it's committed over its 60-year reign, uh, controlling the Chinese people, the Chinese civilization, and the Chinese government, and China in general where the Chinese Communist Party has wiped out more than two world wars combined of people, 100 million deaths, decimated 5,000 years of culture, and are literally now, to this day, for the last 20 years, harvesting its own citizens, Falun Gong, the spiritual movement, the Uyghur Muslims, the House Christians, and the Tibetans, to state-mandated hospitals, cutting out their organs while alive, and then selling their organs as the healthiest organs in the world illegally without any consent, burning the bodies in the ovens of the hospitals, and then making a fortune, a multi-billion dollar fortune off these organs. So I've been on this case for 20 years. I've risked all my, risked everything, you know, a good job, um, you know, uh, fortune, glory, woman, I mean, whatever you want to call it, since I was 21 years old, fighting this red dragon. I'm right now 100 miles away from the Chinese border, still exposing this, and I'm just grateful to be, be on your show. So, um, what, what actually, because I, I never heard of, um, I've ne actually never heard of this, what, what's, I don't know about these two, but um, I've never heard about this with, this, with this specific group of people. How did you actually get, come across it and then, and then actually decide to research it and do, do it as part of your journalism. Yeah, it was a great, great uh, day of fate, I best, I, I, I best I can describe. I was studying international business at the University of Georgia. I'm a South African born, but I'm an American raised, oh, yeah, American yeah. citizen. And I was studying, yeah, international business at, at one of the universities, a prestigious university, about, you know, around 2001 when I was 21 in my prime of making money, you know, being successful, dating all the girls, etc., being a jock. And I was stressed out, you know, I, I wasn't feeling so good. I was depressed. I was drinking a lot, smoking a lot. And I was, I was wanting to, you know, clear my mind and get a little stress relief and um, didn't want to go to any extreme or any like religious revelational uh, denomination. 
I just want something organic, natural, peaceful, and pure, free of charge, no money involved, and no force, like you can do this and you can do that. So I came across this this ancient Chinese booth or spiritual movement, very similar to Qigong, or very similar to yoga or Tai Chi or martial arts, which I was very intrigued uh, with by, uh, at that time. I was a huge Bruce Lee fan mm-hmm. and all these martial arts movies. So I went up to this booth, guys, and I was like, hey, this, is, this looks cool. I was seeing all these Chinese people practicing these exercises, and I was listening to this very cool traditional Chinese music, and I was like, I want to try let me try. Is it free of charge? And they're like, yeah, it's free of charge. Let me take you into the park. So I went with a friend of mine who was standing there as well with me, and we learned these slow-moving exercises, namely Falun Gong. And I couldn't believe how my body just like opened up. All these congested uh, uh, energy channels, just I felt like they just released a lot of tension, a lot of stress, a lot of anxiety. I started to breathe better. That night, I slept very well like a baby. The, the next morning, I got up very refreshed and felt much more positive. Like my depression just was, was starting to disappear. I felt like a whole new revitalization and rejuvenation in my energy field, in my energy force, in my mental state, and in my emotional state as well. So I wanted to read more. So I learned the exercises. I looked into the philosophy of Falun Gong, which is basically truthfulness and compassion and tolerance. And these are the rooted uh, principles uh, that all traditional Chinese culture resonates with and is deeply uh, uh, ingrained in the Chinese people across the country. And um, this particular spiritual movement, out of all the movements, fellas, grew to become the largest spiritual movement of all of China in over 5,000 years, where one out of every 13 Chinese national citizens were practicing. And I couldn't believe the health benefits of this practice. I mean, and free of charge, uh, it was very little um, complexity or, 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 or difficulty of these exercises, but just really quick and profound health that I never experienced in any other modality. So after realizing that this became the largest practice, then all that bliss went away that fateful my fateful day when I returned from the park and I was all blissed out and I was all happy and I was like, wow, this exercise made me feel good. I turned to the right and I was like, oof, what the hell? What in God's name is that? And I saw all these torture victims and like stop the brutal persecution of Falun Gong practitioners, help SOS, stop the Chinese Communist Party and I was blown away. I was feeling very uncomfortable from this and all this bliss and all this positivity just, you know, fell away. And I I was confronted by this negative, like, monstrosity, you know, that I never encountered as a Western person. So then I looked into it and um, basically they have been slaughtered and killed and brutally persecuted for their organs. And basically the Chinese Communist Party outlawed Falun Gong in 1999 and have been killing them ever since. Yeah, because it's it's a it's quite a new um, organize like a it's quite a new group, isn't it? Falun Gong, like this is I don't think it dates back like some other other kind yeah, of. I th- isn't uh, you could tell us more about um, maybe the brief history of Falun Gong as a movement, but uh, if 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 if, yeah. if, if um with with I'm I'm pretty sure it was started in the nineties. Is that right? Exactly. Uh, Falun Gong became very popular uh, in the 19, in, in the 1990s. And, and, 19, and I just got the study, actually. 
1998 study conducted by China's State Sports Commission estimated that over 70 million people, 70 million people, were practicing Falun Gong in China at that time. And China's own state-run TV aired a news program around the same time in which the anchor tells the, the audience over 100 million people are practicing Falun Gong. And that is incredible. Um, yet some CCP leaders, the Chinese Communist president at that time particularly, grew very hateful and threatened by the extremely large numbers of popularity of this, uh, of this practice that they wanted to outlaw it and demonize it um, because of three main reasons, basically. The size of its following made the communist leaders fearful of losing control of the people's hearts and minds. The guiding principles appeared incompatible with the communist atheist ideology, which the party had forcefully imposed on the Chinese people throughout the years. In addition, certain communist officials saw Falun Gong as an easy target and used it as vilification and dehumanization to brutally persecute and, and slander these people, turn public opinion against them, just like what happened in Nazi Germany or in Armenia or um, in Rwanda with the Tutsis when the Hutus were calling them cockroaches and then got the go-ahead to just slaughter 80,000 of them and machete and kill 80,000 people a day. So when Falun Gong was considered a threat by the, the high-ranking officials of the Chinese Communist Party, after becoming the largest spiritual movement in China, they banned it, demonized it, wanted to eradicate these people in three months but this has been going on for 20 years. And not only uh, demonize and vilify and dehumanize this, this beautiful spiritual movement that was introduced to the public by the actual founder, Mr. Li Hongzi, in 1992 uh, and became really popular. They wanted to kill these people for their organs after realizing that once you practice Falun Gong for a couple of months, they were seeing people with all walks of life, illnesses, ailments, and injuries just vanishing. I mean, literally vanishing. And this became the new life force of China. They realized from the medical documents and the medical investigations that the organs and the blood flow to the organs were becoming incredibly rejuvenated. And people were living longer, breathing longer, the suicide rates were going down. So they did the worst thing ever. They demonized Falun Gong as a terrorist CIA-backed cult, a terrorist group, to turn public opinion against it and then send hundreds and thousands of these innocent people to state-mandated hospitals and cut their organs out of their bodies while alive. And this has been going on, confirmed for the last 20 years. Jeez, that's frightening that it goes on, that, that, that this is going on right under our noses, pretty much. Absolutely. And I mean, you guys are amazing, really. There's not even the mainstream media will allow me to come on. You guys have got balls, backbone, and courage, man. I tell you, <laughs> to expect a huge cyber warfare attack from the Communist Party, just, oh, yeah, just a hint, hint. Yeah, you yeah, know? that's coming Wink, away. wink, hint, hint. get your research for this obviously living in vietnam i imagine it's yeah. hard to acquire a lot of the information that you have ready at your disposal definitely well in 2006 ethan gutman well actually no he was in 2008 around 2008 but in 2006 
David Mattis and David Kilgore, two international human rights esquires, created a coalition to confirm the allegations of these forced organ harvesting um, uh, atrocities happening in China. This has been going on since 1995, by the way. And this was confirmed by Enver Toti, the chief surgeon at that time in China that was forced to do a live organ harvesting. And he fled to London. He, he drives a bus, a bus in London. And I was in, I was in Westminster Abbey about a year ago. I wish I could have met up with you guys after, you know, bring you to the briefing. But we had a briefing with the main investigators exposing this evil in at least 52 pieces of evidence. So in 2006, taking you all the way back, 45,000 to 65,000 organ harvesting deaths occurred between 2001 and 2006, confirmed 18 pieces of evidence confirmed by telephone investigations, um, a, a huge a, a report done by these two gentlemen, David Kilgore and David Mattis, that can be uh, downloaded and read free of charge at endtransplantabuse.org. Then Ethan Gutman, a China investigator and a nominee of the Nobel Peace Prize, joined the coalition and wrote a book, 10-year investigation on the Falun Gong, as well as the Uyghur Muslims that I'm sure you've heard about that are being detained uh, in Urumqi or Xinjiang in two, two million in a, in a concentration camp, where there's 254 concentration camps and 36 death camps and over 1,800 hospitals, all sponsored, endorsed, state-sanctioned and run by the Chinese military and the highest-ranking officials of the Communist Party, President Xi as well, to eradicate and reduce populations to fund a multi-billion dollar for organ harvesting business, especially after the coronavirus hit and they are now selling the organs of the Falun Gong and others back to high-ranking officials and their own citizens. This is how sick and twisted it is and demented. But the evidence then rolled over to the China Tribunal in 2018, where Jeff, Sir, Sir Jeffrey Nice, uh, QC, the prosecutor for the former dictate, uh, dictator and, and uh, basically an antichrist of um, the former Yugoslavia, he tried, he was the prosecutor for Slobodan Milosevic. He, along with his counsel, banded together and unanimously decided that and concluded that this was going on in China, that this is beyond a reasonable doubt, that this is going on, forced organ harvesting. And we actually got a testimony from the World Organization to Investigate the Persecution of Falun Gong in over 19 hospitals, just conservative estimates of doctors literally uh, 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 admitting that they are in charge of Falun Gong organs, fresh organs. There, there, there was, a, there was a, um, a story, well, a confirmed story of four organ harvesting kidneys. They were just taken. Okay. Oh, this is not, this is not good. We'll take another one. Oh, this is not good. So they're basically just being killed like, 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 like lobsters on a specified date. This is what makes it so sickening and so evil that there's no other regime on the face of the earth, unlike the Chinese Communist Party, that has been killing a large-scale number of its, of, its, of its citizens, forcefully harvesting the organs while alive. This is not when the patient is dead. This is while, when the blood is still flowing, sedating them just to hold them down, to cut everything out um, and sell their organs uh, for, for massive amounts of money. And um, yeah, the, the evidence is out there, confirmed already beyond a reasonable doubt. And um, 
even Anastasia Lin, Miss World Canada, a beautiful, a beautiful Chinese American, a Chinese Canadian girl who won the, the Miss World twice, is on the case as well because she practices Falun Gong and wasn't allowed to, to compete at the the beauty contest in in, in China. So, yeah, uh, it's pretty crazy. Yeah, I find it crazy that um, this CCP they're just getting away with it with with what they're doing. You know, they're doing it with the. Um, Muslims over there, over in the country as well. They're doing it with the this spiritualist yes. group, and and us as a Western world, we just let them do it, just let them get away with it, and and we only heard about it. We've only, we only heard about it within the last in England specifically. We've only had people knowing about it really since twenty nineteen. And this is about the Uyghur Muslims. The Uyghur Muslims yeah. specifically. We didn't know about the Falun Gong at all, but yeah. the the Uyghur Muslims. We've only just really recently found that out. Absolutely, and not many people know about the Falun Gong either right now. I mean, they are 95% of the organs are coming from the Falun Gong. And really, guys, to, to really understand how organ harvesting could happen in China, uh, it is crucial to understand that there is no limit to how far the Chinese Communist Party will go to wipe out someone or something. Um, when the persecution of Falun Gong began, it literally was a ban, a forbidding of people practicing Falun Gong. If you were caught practicing Falun Gong in China, you were immediately sent, rounded up in a mobile execution van, sent to labor camps and death camps, detention centers, between 500 to a million to 2 million Falun Gong practitioners and Uyghur Muslims in concentration camps. And Jiang Zemin, the leader of the Chinese Communist Party at that time, when the persecution began, he was finding a way to seek consolidation of power. And the best way to do that was to demonize Falun Gong, set up five people and a little girl, a 12-year-old girl and her mother to set themselves on fire in Tiananmen Square in 2001 to demonize Falun Gong as some kind of evil cult where they kill themselves and they burn themselves. But the Chinese Communist Party, while they were demonizing Falun Gong as some terrorist group, were killing the Falun Gong for their organs and selling them for massive amounts of profit. So this hypocrisy of this nonsense and there's, there's there's no evidence that Falun Gong is a cult there's no evidence that Falun Gong is a, has, has has killed themselves or tortured themselves there's no force of leaving their family there's no money involved you can practice freely if you want it doesn't interfere with whether you're an atheist or a Christian or a Jewish person or a Muslim it's just a wonderful philosophy a wonderful spiritual practice that really does wonders to the body and that's why they've been killed on a large scale and a a multi-billion-dollar uh, uh, money-making machine has been has been created off their organs. Um, but like I said, the CCP is a reign of terror and has wiped out more people than two world wars combined. So, concealing everything, colluding with the World Health Organization, the UN, and many governing bodies to conceal this evidence. The, the whole, the whole, you know, China and the WHO, World Health Organization. Uh, I, I think it was. The WHO wasn't actually allowed to investigate um, the coronavirus situation in China only until this year. And when they did their investigation, it was pretty much a week after they came back and said, yeah, nothing like suspicious, suspicious you know, is going the, the, on. The thing is, is that the, you were talking about the World Health Organization. The minister, and this is how corrupt and how sinister and how evil these so-called great organizations that are established or have been established to help the world's people are the very ones that are killing them. So the bottom line is that the Security General of the World Health Organization allowed 
the Minister of Health, the VP, the Vice Minister of Health, Wang Jiefu, to sit on the council board of the, United, of the World Health Organization and, ref, and has refuted any claims of forced organ harvesting, basically rejected all the evidence from the, from the, from the, uh, the investigators, David Kilgore, David Mattis, and Ethan Gutman. And Tedros was the perfect puppet for China because his Ethiopian People's Revolutionary Democratic Front was already a patsy for the CCP. Tedros is the Security General of the, United, of the World Health Organization. Yes. So you have Wang Jiefu as a liver surgeon that oversaw the persecution and organ harvesting of innocent Falun Gong petitioners, countless uh, Falun Gong petitioners, and was elected to a council member of the, of the, of the, of the, uh, the World Health Organization, while at least four specialized units of the United Nations had been controlled by the same regime that is harvesting these people in death camps and concentration camps and uh, and, and hospitals. Now, youth, that's insanity to me. Yeah, yeah. When you have a monstrosity that is causing the most outrageous and unprecedented unprecedented genocide in history, running the United Nations and the World Health Organization. And the reason why the Chinese, uh, just to mention your, your uh, just to add to your point, the reason why the World Health Organization colluded with the Chinese Communist Party is because of um, ushering in this director general mm. uh, that quickly repaid China's support and colluded with them. Um, because the, the first day after his election, he expressed support for the Chinese Communist Party's claims over Taiwan because he was given so much money, you know, see no evil, hear no evil, speak no evil. So there's a lot of traitors. But because of the massive amounts of concealment, censorship, suppression, persecution, threats, I've received death threats. And I was I had to sit down with the FBI, the CIA, because I'm not the agencies at all. Because I received death threats and an assassination attempt, I had to sit down. So I've given everything up, guys, and I've sacrificed and put everything on the line to expose this evil. Um, so that to answer your question, all of these people in the World Health Organization has just been Complete cowards. Yeah, I mean, uh, the the sad reality of it is that it all goes down to money, I think. Mm. Um, <laughs> if if we didn't have money in the world, then situations like this wouldn't even be a problem. Wouldn't even it wouldn't even need to be discussed like like this, uh, which is the unfortunate truth of it. Uh, also, we, we've we've been in a lot of your interviews. From what we've been seeing in our research, we've seen you discuss the the African investment from China. Mm. And specifically, you've used mm. phrases such as soft colonialization, and you've said that it's worse than the British Empire. It, could you explain to our viewers that, that might not know about the little movements that China have been making, uh, what, what they've been doing in Africa? Absolutely. China actually pulled up a really good article from, um, uh, that, I, that I wanted to share with you. Um, China decided to fund a new $80 million World Health Organization Center for Disease Control in Ethiopia. China has even boasted about its almost takeover of the World Health Organization. In 2017 alone, it signed an agreement for its One Belt, One Road initiative, co-chaired the China-Africa Health Ministers Conference, and hosted the Belt and Road Forum for International Cooperation, during which the CCP pledged $8.8 billion to developing countries to improve people's well-being worldwide. Well, yeah, right. So... The CCP's near total takeover of the World Health Organization comes at a sharp human cost, 
as the world is tragically now realizing. But despite China's buying of most World Health Organization officials, the, the core and plurality of its funding comes from U.S. taxpayers. Imagine that. Mm -hmm. So it's time for the United States and others to demand that the World Health Organization reform before more lives are lost. The British Empire, the, the American uh, uh, government, um, the, you know, look, let's, let's put it to you this way. There have been many regimes and many governments in the past that have killed in order to conquer. The CCP conquered in order to kill. Their ki history of killing, their blood, their blood lusted vampiric uh, fetish, I guess, I guess you could say, of just killing, yeah. destroying, murdering. Communism is evil. I mean, it is a violent uh, uh, revolution to destroy people. It's, and, 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 they, and they manipulate people and they pull on the heartstrings of, of people to think that it's a good thing. But it's a trap. And we'll give you all this free stuff and we'll take care of you, but you belong to us. If you say anything against us, if you try and rise up against us, non-violently even, if you speak anything, you're going to get banned. So look what's happening on the big tech firms now. Look what's happening with the lockdowns. I mean, I'm seeing in Britain how the communist police state are now knocking on doors and saying, if you're not wearing your mask, we are going to arrest you. I mean, this is not this is not normal, fellas. This is not normal. Even under a lockdown, this is not normal. These lockdowns are not normal. And the Chinese Communist Party colluding with the World Health Organization to cover up this bioweapon that has been released intentionally, unintentionally. We, we, we confirm it and we think it's intentional. But in the man-made in the Wuhan lab, which is now being confirmed more and more and more by my colleagues and other people and high-ranking officials and, you know, the, 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 the truth... People choose to know and people choose not to know. So that's my point on that. Okay. Yeah. What, what specific countries, obviously you've mentioned Ethiopia, what specific countries do you believe that China, because there have been movements in Senegal they've, they've, they've taken up, what, what specific examples of ways that their actions are negatively impacting those people? Conquering. Because obviously Africa. as an African man yourself, South African, I feel like you've, you've got a massively strong opinion on this. Oh, absolutely. I mean, I left in, I left in 1995, uh, 15, I, I was 15 years old when I left for America. So I'm more American, um, I'm more Americanized than, than South African. But um, the Chinese Communist Party has infiltrated the West and has controlled uh, a lot of the regimes in the very evil dictators in Africa. For example, the Dafur. Uh, genocide. I'm sure you've heard about the Darfur genocide that happened in, in uh, um, Sudan. Well, 8% of the petroleum oil is situated in Sudan, and the Janjaweed regime that murdered you know, millions of people, uh, at least tens of thousands of people, they were funded by the Chinese Communist Party. The junta regime in Myanmar has also been funded by the Chinese Communist Party. Then you have the Julius Malema regime, that is, that is a big threat to South Africa and the democracy of South Africa, using the reverse apartheid and racist tactics that were happened in the old in the old regime under the white Afrikaner, they're using that to now persecute the white Afrikaner and their own uh, black citizens who failed to, to 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 submit to the communist law. The degree of Chinese ownership extends throughout the African continent. 
But for, for example, when the Ethiopian Djibouti Railroad, Railway was built, the Export-Import Bank of China backed the project with 3.3 billion in loans and 400 Chinese investment projects valued at more than $4 billion. Or, or, and, and they are already in full operation. Even in Kenya, when I was doing a mission in Kenya, guys, I was in the slums of Kenya raising money for children there. I saw all around me how Chinese investment just took over and they bought everything for, uh, and just, they, they just controlled everything. It's a vampiric specter, an evil specter, a demonic specter, an imposter that has ransacked China and is ransacking uh, uh, um, uh, Africa, but yet they are the great deceivers. They are a deceiver in terms of, well, they're doing all this harm and degradation and killing all these people, but they're blaming other people like North Korea and Russia and America, but they're the actual ones that are doing it. That's, that's the evil thing about it. But when you, when, when you blast through all the, all the smoke and mirrors and all the censorship and all the red tape, you see the truth for what it is. And they don't want you to see the truth. No, no, of course not. And uh, so, um, it's a form of neo-colonialism, what, Africa, what uh, China is doing in Africa. Yeah. For the people of Africa, it's, it's horrendous. You know, they're hiring these Chinese people. As soon as they get what they want, they're leaving. They're, they're China are leaving, and and there, there's it's a it's, nightmare. It's a nightmare, yeah, and it doesn't go to the people specifically, which is obviously the entire point of what. Oh no! Project Not at all. Yeah. Um, I just wanted to ask because you've you've explained how China is basically has or is in the process of infiltrating um, the world, the West as the world as we know it, and it's up to us to defend our values. Right. Would you would would you agree? And when Ooh. where's like is the battle lost? Basically, is the battle lost or is there hope? Is there hope that um because we're not really seeing main like going back to the Falun Gong quickly. We're not really seeing the mainstream media pick up on it. We're not really seeing the mainstream media picking up on what's happening in Africa. Um. So like when when are we gonna get a uh, buck up our ideas and actually confront this face on? Um, or do you think that moment isn't going to come anytime soon because of the corruption? That's a great question. That's a really great question. I do believe that it's going to happen very soon, that this kind of evil cannot exist in this world without being exposed. Mm. Um, the Nazis were exposed, but again, people didn't realize that this was going on. They couldn't believe it. They won't believe it. It's like, oh, is that, that, that issue again? Is that really going on? I mean, we've, we've hit up all the World Health Organization, the governing bodies, the, 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 the European Union, the European Parliament. We're making progress slowly but surely, but because there's so much money involved, you know, there's a saying, extinction before a loss of profit. And people will take money over atrocity any day. And it's unfortunate that this is the morality, that the moral decay that we've sunk to, the low depth of, of morality. But the, the, the momentum is gaining yeah. uh, to expose this. And now with the Uyghur Muslims, it's just a matter of time when the world is shocked to find out what is actually going on in China. And I want you lads to, to, to sit back one day when this is all on the mainstream and pat yourselves on the back and smoke a nice big fat split <laughs> together and enjoy and celebrate in, th in feeling, no, I'm serious, yeah. in feeling that you've won a battle, that, you've, that you're, a courageous, you're courageous men that have, you know, even though it doesn't seem a lot, but 
you are standing on the right side of destiny, having me on as a simple man. I'm really, I don't have, you know, I'm not part of any organizations. I mean, I, I did have a, an organization in college, a human rights organization, but I'm not part of the CIA. People look at me here and they're like, oh, he's a CIA or Mossad or he's FBI, he's MI6. I'm like, I, I, don't, I don't do anything. I've met guys like that. Yeah. I've had to sit down with, 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 with gentlemen like that. I was at a briefing in Westminster Abbey in London. I saw David Robert Davis Steele, who is the, the, the former clandestine member of the CIA and other chief justices and London bankers. And uh, I was at a child trafficking court, which is unbelievable. It's incredible. But, um, yeah, um, the journey has taken me onto some incredible experiences and with incredible people. But to fail to support the good and to fail to expose evil is unacceptable. And we don't tolerate rude behavior. So what can be done? More exposure, more discernment. And again, only four countries, which is extremely disappointed what the world is doing. I mean, four, four countries out of how many countries? 200 have only banned organ harvesting. And that is Israel with its 2008 transplantation law, banning any of its citizens to go to China yes. to have uh, organ harvesting, uh, organ transplant. Uh, Taiwan, a courageous country itself, yes. which China is trying to take over, just like they invaded Hong Kong. You've got Spain, the Spaniards, I think my head off to the Spaniards for writing laws into law, uh, uh, banning organ harvesting. Scotland's coming up as well. Oh. Um, with the great late uh, uh, William Wallace. I mean, they fought for freedom for a long time. And um, Italy. But I've yet to see the parliament in Britain. I've yet to see the American Congress. They've passed U United US resolutions and House resolutions and condemning and urging the, the stopping of, of, of the organ harvesting. But this, but again, too much money involved see, yeah. and too much power involved. Yeah, it's insane. What did, did you want to say something? Uh, well, I was going to obviously, as you're saying, the, the lack of action for some governments in the West, such as the UK and the United States Congress, which is um, which is democratically controlled now, obviously. With, with the current US President Joe Biden, he's had obviously recent quotes saying he will not condemn the actions of China towards the Uyghur Muslims. And he's also said things along the lines before where China's not going to eat our lunch, quote him. And obviously the EU's new recent trade deal with China. Do you, what do you, do you worry about the fact that people aren't standing up to China enough? Obviously, you've, you quote the mainstream media. Do you think that they're just going to keep expanding if not some drastic action is taken by these leaders? Yeah, these are puppets. Joe Biden is a puppet to the Chinese Communist Party that's been confirmed. Hunter Biden, his son, was doing a lot of fraudulent business deals and getting himself into very hot water with... Uh, very, let's say, underage girls, underage Chinese girls, and this is all coming out. This is all also being confirmed. The 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 out. I mean, from Coca Cola to the NBA um, to um, Foxconn of Apple to Walmart. I mean, the, think about this: the institutionalized slavery system of mainland China created the consumer market. Why do you think you could get so you could get goods so cheap, and people made a fortune off these things? The margins were so high. You in, in slave labor. You get it for a cost of one dollar, and you mark it up a Tommy Hill figure or like a, a brand T-shirt. You mark that up from a three or four dollar shirt to a fifty dollar shirt. That margin is insane, and they did it all because of the institutionalized slavery system, using the Falun Gong, using the Uyghur Muslims. Joe Biden knows full well what's going on. So did Bush. So did Clinton, and have done nothing about it. Trump, however, 
signed into human to, to law the human trafficking law and i'm not i'm a, I'm a political atheist so i don't genuflect on, on i'm not a republican or a democrat i just look for the facts i look yeah. for the evidence i look for what is right and what is wrong and basically trump was the only one that stood up against china condemned the ccp his secretary of state mark pompeo did the same thing but biden as you have just seen he thinks it's a cultural norm that the genocide is going on, that China just has different cultures. He, he, he praises China. He doesn't want to say anything about China because he's in bed with the Communist Party. Leaders in this world have become incredibly corrupt. I wouldn't let them lead me across the street because of their absolute hypocrisy and just malevolence, malevolent nature, demonic nature. Basically, have you ever seen Star Wars? Yes. Yes, The Sith versus the Jedi. Right? It's the Jedi first, the Sith. Execute them, execute Order 66 from Lord Palpatine. And remember the return of the Sith when, when Anakin Skywalker basically turned to the Sith. To the he was supposed side. to be the one that united and, 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 and balanced the force, but destroyed the Jedi. So this is exactly what is happening with the Communist Party and these African leaders and the World Health Organization, the globalist cabal and Joe Biden, all in bed with each other, doing business deals, uh, lying to people, destroying people's dignity and decency, all for the name of, 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 uh, of uh, power and control and sadistic um, uh, blood money that the Chinese Communist Party has been funding. You've been on the front line, if we can call it that, like for quite a long time now. And you've, mm. by doing this such good work, undoubtedly you've opened up, uh, opened yourself up to criticism and attacks. And I think you mentioned earlier at some point that you were on the uh, receiving end of death threats and attacks and assassination attempts. Mm, if, right. if it's okay, do you, like, do you, what, what would, what was it like to see receiving a death threat? I'm sure that's quite a, a weird thing to like like off-putting like really kind of bad thing to 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 even have to experience yeah to even have to deal with like how like when did those occur how how did you react yeah absolutely yeah definitely (laughs) i'll tell you the story i was actually at a restaurant i was working in an italian restaurant in atlanta georgia in the south of america and before shift before service, I was kept giving this, this call from a 651 or 675 number. I remember just the first digit, 6, 651 or 676 or anyway. And it kept ringing, ringing, ringing. I'm like, man, who is this? I don't know this number. I pick it up and it's a, it's a, re, it's a he says, Mitchell Nicholas Gerber, this is an international relay chat from Beijing, China. Do you accept? I said, yeah, I accept because I knew this was all about after all my work and uh, getting involved in 2001 and receiving death threats. This is my first death threat. So the interpreter, interpreter describes that he has a Beijing official on the one side and me on the other, and he's going to interpret the Chinese to me. So I said, okay. So they said, so started to interpret. And Mitchell Nicholas Gerber, you're a great threat to the nation of China. The children of China are good, but um, and I and I'm happy, and there's nothing wrong here, and blah blah blah. But he went on to say. How that if, you know if you continue your actions, we're going to come after you and kill more Falun Gong practitioners. 
And I said to him, you know, look, I'm not against the Chinese government, but I am against the brutal persecution that the Chinese Communist Party is doing to innocent Falun Gong practitioners and others. And until every prisoner of conscience is released from labor camps, jail systems, and, constant, and, and, and detention centers, I will continue, and our operation will continue to expose the Chinese Communist Party. And before I could stop, he said, well, then you will die. And that's, that's what we said. And I, and I put my phone down, and that, the, the, the day after, I went to the FBI, who is, that is headquartered in Atlanta, Georgia, and I sat down, and these two men in black, basically, uh, straight out of a Will Smith uh, uh, movie, Smith, yeah. you know, men in black, yeah, from, one from Taiwan and one from America, men in black, set me down, buy me lunch, and start talking to me, and say, like, you know, we know exactly what you're doing, we applaud you for what you're doing, and we're actually going to tell you that they are monitoring in the universities uh, they, they, the Chinese associations, even in, you know wherever you are, wherever university you are in in the world, they, the Chinese associations have been controlled and our, and our CCP spy hubs to monitor the activities of Western world operations. So, yeah, um, my assassination attempt was involved in Africa, in South Africa, when we were following or, or going to charge the uh, the Minister of Commerce um, who visited. South Africa, and we were going to charge him with, with crimes of genocide. And before we could get to him, they sent four masked gunmen to assassinate us. And luckily, just the driver was shot in the foot. Wow. Like I said, gentlemen, I've seen a lot of things in my life, and luckily I can sleep at night knowing that I've done something good. I have very little money. I don't do this for, for money. I don't do this for fame or fortune or glory. I do it for people to support this innocent group of people and to do something good in life. That, that's that's you know what I mean. That's what um, it's about, really. But surely there's there's without world cooperation, there's no stopping this, really, is there? In in my exactly. eyes, exactly. Because exactly, I was talking to Billy about this earlier. Yeah, it's great that we're bringing you know, the eyes to this and, and putting it out there. And if the UK were to put, like, reg regulation on China and stuff like that, it's it's great that they're doing it, but there's, without world cooperation, there's just no point. Hmm. There's no point. There's no point. Exactly. And unfortunately, I don't see world cooperation on on such an issue like this. And it's it's a, it's a real shame. It's a real shame. It, 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 it is an absolute shame. And so we can't give up and we can't give in. Um, it's a big battle between good and evil. And these people, these really demonic people, um, they will be arrested. They have to be arrested. There has to be a turn. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, I mean, there has to be, a, I don't know what's going to happen, but the tribunals have come out, the evidence has come out. Um, and yeah, fellas, uh, it's just a matter of time um, to, when the mainstream media covers this because I've got on from the right to the left to the middle. None of them want to come take, take it on. I feel like you believe that it will just be a matter of time until the mainstream media pushes it. Do, do you see that happening soon? And what kind of action steps do you think the world will take? Very soon. When it comes to light, the world is going to be soul-stirred. Never before has this happened on such an unprecedented scale scope since the Holocaust, since the Nazi Germany where you're taking innocent people and legally state-sanctioned, kill-to-order uh, genocide, cutting out the organs. I think it's just a matter of time. I don't think that 
this can go on for much longer. But when the world soon wakes up to this, people are going to be soul-stirred and shocked that this is going on, uh, uh, going on in a country of a superpower that's got the second largest military, the second largest economy, and the largest amount of population in the world. So, you know, fellas, I really appreciate it. I, I wish and I hope that more people can come to this aid, watch this, uh, this, this podcast of yours, continue doing what you're doing. I, I, I think nothing but the best, what's going to happen for you is going to be amazing and successful because you've taken the liberty and the courage and the bravery to have me on and talk about this historic new form of evil that I am telling you right now, once it is, it's like Bitcoin or Ethereum. People were very reluctant to, 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 to invest in these coins at three, 400 or 1,000. And now it's 50,000. And yes, it dumped big time. It took a massive dump yesterday. But this thing's just going through the roof. And now people, the, re the retail investors are coming into it. And they're like, oh, my God, Bitcoin's the number one thing. They didn't know about the CCP two, four, five years ago. Now, who is a CCP? What is that? You know? But now they know because it's, in, it's, not even, it's not banging on your doorstep. It's inside your house. So once the world wakes up to this, and I hope very soon more things can be done, but um, if, if you may, before we leave, uh, which has been incredible and historic and epic and legendary, I mean, you guys are legendary. You are lords of the realms, my lords. I, I salute Thank you. you good sir. <laughs> I would love to yes, I would love to share a couple of websites for you before, uh, before we take off. Certainly, as many as you'd like. Okay. Please go to uh, faluninfo.net, F-A-L-U-N-I-N-F-O. F-A-L-U-N-I-N-F-O.net, uh, stoporganharvesting.org. Um, then you also have endtransplantabuse.org. For those avid readers out there, there's a great documentary and publication from the Epoch Times out of New York City called The Spectre of Communism Ruling Our World. It's a great publication, free of charge, out of the Epoch Times out of New York how the specter of communism is ruling our world. And what I would suggest is try the following going exercises. They're really good. Anyone who's stressed out, there's a lot of anxiety going around and stress and you know, boredom and lockdowns. And these exercises can relieve that stress in an incredible way. And it's free of charge. Uh, it's, uh, uh, so try the following going exercises at faluninfo.net or falundafa.org. I guess, the, oh, and there's one more thing for those who want to re learn, watch a really good free documentary on YouTube. There's a documentary called Hard to Believe, and it's free. It was released for the lockdown. Hard to Believe on YouTube. And I guess that's it, fellas. That's great. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Thank you. So, yeah, thanks for coming on. It's just, oh, the work you do is tremendous, Mitchell. Uh, you're an extremely interesting podcast guest to have on, and it'd be amazing to have you on another time. Probably our most interesting pod podcast guest we've had. <laughs> no, absolutely. And, and next time I'll bring, I'll bring uh, the, the, the leading uh, campaigner of forced organ harvesting, Dr. Enver Totti. He would love to talk to you, and you can write, you can share some, uh, some questions that, with him. That would be He's really great. Just let me know when you're ready, and I'll bring him on as well. That would be, obviously, would be... we'll email back and forth and sort that we'll out, but that would be amazing. Please, anytime. That's truly, yes. thank you so much. I, I don't think we can thank you enough um, for coming on our podcast, sharing the story, perhaps the most important story. And um, yeah, yes. hopefully we'll um, keep in touch. Keep up the good work in Vietnam. Stay safe. Stay safe. Thank you, guys. And have me on any time. I'd love to come back and enjoy your incredible and honorable talk show. That's going to do very successful. And keep going. Don't give up. Keep going, no matter what. Thank you so much, That's Mitchell. Thank you. thank you. Have a great day. Have a great day. Bye.
Take care, guys. All the best.